Now, one thing about me is that I love to do puzzles, jigsaw puzzles. And imagine I was doing a puzzle of, let's say, a cat, because I really like cats. I have a cat. Now, imagine that this cat is sitting down, and um, if I take the piece, that the puzzle piece that has the cat's eye, and I put it at the very bottom of the puzzle, maybe where the tail should be, would the puzzle picture look correct? No, it would not look correct. If I put a puzzle piece just anywhere, it would not look right. The puzzle has to be done the right way. There's only one way to complete it correctly, right? Of course. Well, you know what? That reminds me of something in the Bible. Because the Bible says that there's only one way for your sin to be forgiven. And let's see what this is. It's our memory verse for today. Hebrews 9.22. And we're learning the last part of this verse. Sometimes people call that the B portion or the second part. It says, and without shedding of blood is no remission. Hebrews 9.22. So let me say it again. Hebrews 9.22. And without shedding of blood is no remission. Hebrews 9.22. Now we know that the Bible is God's true word. Do you remember how many men God chose to write the Bible? If you said 40, you're right. Four zero, 40 men God chose to write the Bible. God inspired them to write the Bible. It's God's words, but he told it to these men for them to write down. Now these men, they didn't all live at the same time. They lived at different times from each other. Many of them never even met each other or knew each other. But God chose 40 different men to write the Bible. Some of them wrote many books of the Bible. Others wrote only one book of the Bible. God chose 40 different men to write the words of the Bible. So our verse today is found in Hebrews. Hebrews is in the New Testament, or the second part of the Bible. It's found in chapter 9 and verse 22. So you can read this verse in your Bible if you have one. We know that the chapters are usually the big numbers, and then the verses are the small numbers within each chapter. So it's found in Hebrews 9.22. It says, and without shedding of blood is no remission. Hebrews 9.22. Now what does shedding mean there? Shedding of blood, what does that mean? That means the giving out or the pouring out. The blood of the Lord Jesus poured out of his body when he died on the cross. When they put the nails in his hands and his feet and the spear in the side of his body, the blood came out. Jesus shed or gave his blood. The word remission means forgiveness. So our sin, the wrong things we think, we say, and we do, could not be forgiven without Jesus shedding or giving his blood. Jesus' death is the only way that God made for your sin to be forgiven. So let's say our verse again now that we know what it means. Hebrews 9.22 And without shedding of blood is no remission. Hebrews 9.22 Now have you ever believed on Jesus? Have you ever trusted him completely to forgive your sin? That's the only way for you to be saved from your sin's punishment so you can go to heaven someday. And if you have never made that decision before, you can do it today. I'll give you an opportunity to later on. 
But if you've already believed in Jesus, then remember, tell God thank you for forgiving you. Now you can worship God with a correct attitude in your heart. You can give God your very best in the things that you do. You can worship him with the right attitude. So let's say our verse again, Hebrews 9.22. And without shedding of blood is no remission. Hebrews 9.22. So remember, Jesus shed his blood for you. He gave his blood. When he died on the cross, the blood came out of his body and Jesus shed or gave or poured out his blood. Without him doing that, there could be no way for your sin to be forgiven. But the good news is Jesus did do that. So you have a way for your sin to be forgiven. Let's say it one more time. Hebrews 9.22 And without shedding of blood is no remission. Hebrews 9.22 You can find that verse in your Bible if you would like to. It's found in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 22. If you would like, you could even write it down on a paper or in an exercise book, and then you could take it and put it on your wall, or you could put it someplace in your house where you'll see that verse, and you can remember it, and you can try to memorize it. Because it's important not just to hear God's word, but also to try to memorize God's word. Hebrews 9.22 And without shedding of blood is no remission. Hebrews 9.22 Life was completely different for Adam and Eve. Adam must have been so tired every day as he worked very hard having to get food for his family. Adam and Eve lived outside the beautiful Garden of Eden. In the garden, everything had been perfect, but sin had affected everything. Everything was totally different now. The plants, they, they had thorns, they had weeds now. When Adam and Eve began to have children, Eve had pain in childbirth. Everything was different. There was, there was pain, there was weakness, there was suffering and disease, and everything had changed. Sin had changed everything in God's creation. But as Adam and Eve looked at their animal skin clothes that God had provided them, they knew God still loved them. They could be forgiven through faith in God's promise to send a Savior to destroy Satan's power and save people from their sin. Now faith is believing. So they could be forgiven through faith or through believing in God's promise. Now one day, 
God sent a very special gift to Adam and Eve. Now, this gift was a baby, a baby boy. And it was the very first baby in the entire world. Could you imagine how amazing it must have been for Adam and Eve to see a baby for the very first time? They had never seen a baby before. When God created Adam and Eve, they were, they were adults. They were grown-ups. So this was the very first baby in the entire world. Wow. They decided to name him Cain. They must have been so proud of this baby. They must have been so excited to watch him grow. But you know who loved Cain even more than Adam and Eve did? God. God loved Cain even more than Adam and Eve did. God also loves you. He loves you more than anyone else could ever love you. He's your creator. He chose how you would look. He chose how you would laugh. He chose how you would talk. He gave you the, everything you needed to be you. He created you, and he created the world that you live in. God also made heaven where he wants you to live someday. God loves you very much. The Bible says not that we love God, but that he loved us. 1 John 4.10 before you even knew about God, he loved you. He knew you. When you think of how holy, how perfect, and how pure God is, it's amazing to think that he knows you and he loves you so much. He loves you more than anyone else ever could. And God loved Cain. God loved Cain more than Adam and Eve did. Now, not long after Cain was born, they had a second child, a second baby boy, and this one was named Abel. And I'm sure they must have enjoyed watching Cain and Abel grow up. Maybe they taught Cain and Abel about God. Maybe they told them about the garden and how it had been so beautiful and the things that they did there. Maybe Cain and Abel asked them, what was it like living in the garden? And I'm sure Adam and Eve, oh, they must have been so happy to, to tell of their memories in the Garden of Eden. Maybe they told the boys it was a wonderful place to live. There were beautiful flowers, sparkling rivers. We had all the food we needed. Life was easy in the garden, they might have said. But Cain and Abel, they could clearly see that life wasn't easy anymore. They had to watch their father work very hard to grow food for their family. Perhaps there were days when they were so tired and hot and sweaty from the hard work in the sun, and we all know that feeling. Maybe they asked their parents, why can't we live in the garden anymore? Oh, I'm sure Adam and Eve might have not really liked to tell that story. But I'm sure they did tell Cain and Abel about how Satan had deceived and how they had sinned, how they went their own way. But I'm sure they also told their boys about the promise that God would promise to send a savior from the sin. Now, when the boys grew to be young men, they each chose their work. Now, Cain, he chose to be a farmer. And Abel, he chose to be a shepherd. Now, a shepherd is somebody who takes care of sheep. Abel, I'm sure he loved his sheep. He probably protected his sheep from any wild animals that would come and possibly attack them. He would take his sheep to the proper places to get, to get some nice green grass to eat and some water to drink. And Cain... I'm sure he worked very hard growing his delicious fruits and vegetables that he grew. And, and perhaps as they were growing up, you know, Cain and Abel, they might have been watching their parents give offerings to God and worship God in that way. 
And now that Cain and Abel were young men, they had to bring their own offerings to God. Well, the Bible says that Cain went into the field and he picked some of the crops that he had grown. He brought these to God as his offering. And Abel, he also got his offering together. He went to his flock of sheep. And the flock was, right, the group of sheep that he had. And he was looking at them and he chose a firstborn lamb that was in perfect health. Now, firstborn means, well, the first one born from that, from that sheep, right? That mother sheep. That was her first sheep or lamb that she gave birth to. And then it was in perfect health. It didn't have any spots on it. It wasn't sick. It didn't have any diseases. It didn't have any cuts. Abel killed this lamb and he offered it to God. The Bible says that Abel offered his sacrifice by faith. He believed God's promise to send a savior, and he brought the very best he had as an offering. He worshiped God with a right heart attitude. And if you have believed on Jesus, you can do that too. You can worship God with a correct heart attitude. And what does that mean? That means you give God the very best that you have. He is interested in the attitude of your heart. He's more interested in that than in the things that you do for him. That's why in the Bible, in 1 Samuel 15, 22, it says to obey is better than sacrifice. God wants your obedience, and he wants it with a correct attitude in your heart. And that means, let me give you an example. When you go to church, you go to church not just because mommy or daddy says you have to go to church. You go to church because you want to worship God and because you love God. When you go to the, when you are at the church, you're not noisy, playing with others, distracting others, running up and down. Instead, you pay attention and you listen. A right heart attitude means you read your Bible carefully, not just reading it as quick as you can to finish and hurry and get on with your day, but to take your time and to read the Bible and to let God speak to you. A right heart attitude means taking time to pray and to praise God and worship Him. Not just to say, God, give me this, give me this, give me this, but to praise God for who He is and to tell Him thank you for all the things that He's done for you. Remember that God is holy. He's the all-powerful creator. Your attitude toward Him is really important. So when you believe God's word and you give Him your very best, You need to worship him with a correct heart attitude. Now, Abel, he did that. He worshiped God with a correct heart attitude. He believed God's promise, and he brought his very best offering to God by faith, by believing. Now, what did God think of Cain and Abel and their offering? The Bible says the Lord accepted Abel and his offering, but he did not accept Cain and his offering. Well, why? Maybe it was because Abel's offering involved the shedding or the giving of blood, just as blood was shed when God made coverings for Adam and Eve. Do you remember how God made those animal skin coverings for Adam and Eve? God had to kill an animal to get the skin to cover Adam and Eve. Abel seemed to understand that shedding blood was God's requirement to cover the sin. His offering showed his faith in God's promise, but Cain's offering did not show faith. Cain chose to come to God his own way. 
And as God looked at Cain's heart, it was full of sin. If you have never believed on Jesus, God sees that your heart's full of sin too. The Bible even says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. The heart, that means the real you. It's deceitful. It's dishonest. Your heart is very sinful. Sin is breaking God's laws in what you think you say and you do. And when you're mean to others because you're jealous of them or you insist on having your own way because you're selfish, you're sinning against God. No one taught you how to do this. You're born with a desire to do it. You're born knowing how to sin. But God loves you very much. But because he's holy, he has to punish sin. He must punish sin. That punishment is to be separated from God in a place of darkness and suffering. You might think you're pretty good, but your heart is sinful, and Cain's heart was sinful too. Instead of showing faith in God's promise, he chose to come to God his own way, and God did not like that. Now Cain saw that God was pleased with Abel's offering, and when he saw that, he became furious and so angry, he became jealous of his brother Abel. God even asked Cain, Why are you angry? Why do you look so mean? I'm sure there was some type of dark, angry scowl on Cain's face. God told Cain, if you do what's right, I will accept you. God loved Cain. He was telling Cain, here's another chance. You can come my way. God was giving him another chance, but Cain had to come the right way, had to come God's way. God provided one way for your sin to be forgiven too. And that was through Jesus, God the Son. And this was the Savior that God had promised to send, the Lord Jesus Christ. He came from heaven to earth to die on a cross for you, to save you from your sin. And because Jesus is God, he's perfect. He's sinless. He's the only one who could take your punishment. God punished Jesus for all the sinful things that you have thought, said, and done. Our memory verse today reminds us about something. If you remember the verse, you can say it with me. Hebrews 9.22 And without shedding of blood is no remission. Hebrews 9.22 Now the sacrifice of animals and the shedding of blood in the Bible was a picture of what Jesus would do on the cross. Today we don't need to sacrifice animals, and I'm very thankful for that. We don't need to do it because Jesus came. He died. He was the perfect Lamb of God. He bled and he died as the final sacrifice for your sin. And after he was buried, he came alive again the third day after to live forever. God accepted this perfect sacrifice of the Lord Jesus. He's the only way for your sin to be forgiven. You have to come to God his way. And Cain had to come to God God's way. But Cain refused. He turned away from God. And his jealousy and his anger toward his brother Abel continued to grow until one day they were out in a field and Cain rose up and he killed his brother Abel. He murdered his own brother. Wow. No one was around to see what Cain had done. But God saw it. God saw it. And the Lord said to Cain, Where is your brother? And Cain, he said, Am I my brother's keeper? In other words, he was saying, Do I have to take care of my brother? God wanted Cain to admit his sin, but Cain would not. He was refusing to go God's way. 
he was refusing God's love and God's forgiveness. And then God said, Cain, what have you done? Your brother's blood calls to me from the ground. From now on, you will have a punishment. And that is, and I'm going to read this punishment for you right from the Bible. You can find this passage in Genesis chapter 4, verse 12. God told Cain, when thou tillest the ground, it shall not yield unto thee her strength. So God told Cain, you'll be continuing to be a farmer, but the earth will not produce a great amount of, of crops. It would only produce a little. God also told Cain, a fugitive and a vagabond shalt thou be in the earth. So God told Cain, he's going to be a wanderer with no place to call home. Cain, he told God, my punishment is too great for me. People will, will look at me and they'll want to kill me because they know that I've killed Abel. So you know what God did in his mercy? God put a mark of protection on Cain so that people would recognize them and they would not harm him. But the next words in the Bible are very sad ones. And this is Genesis 4, 16. And Cain went out from the presence of the Lord. Wow. Cain refused to believe God. And he refused. He did not accept God's way of forgiveness. But you can be different. You can choose to accept God's way of forgiveness. Sooner or later, sin will always bring unhappiness. And it separates you from God forever. But remember, God loves you, and he provided a way for your sin to be forgiven. And that was through the promised Savior, Jesus. So instead of trying to take care of sin your own way, believe what God has said and trust Jesus as your Savior. The Bible says, Whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. John 3.16 Whosoever means anyone. You are a whosoever. You can believe or trust completely in Jesus as your Savior. And if you do that, you will not perish. You will have everlasting life. Perish means to be separated from God. But if you believe on Jesus, you will not perish. You will not be separated from God. You'll have something much better, something completely different. You'll have everlasting life, which is life with God forever. God loves you so much, he sent the Lord Jesus to die on the cross to pay for your sin. And he paid not with money, he paid with his life and his blood. And that was the only way of, of forgiveness. So today you can choose to believe on Jesus and you can choose to accept God's forgiveness. If you would like to do that, you can tell God something like this. Dear God, I have sinned and I am sorry. I believe Jesus died and rose again. Please forgive my sin and give me everlasting life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you tell him something like that and you truly mean it, he will forgive your sin and he will give you everlasting life and you can come to God, God's way. That's by believing in Jesus. That's all for today. See you next time. Bye.